0: Then Diesel and Company are back, and they're sillier than ever today. I'm talking about F9. This is Scott's of Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about F9. Now, today um, I'm doing a more formalized review of F9, The Fast Saga, or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Uh, I'm just glad they kind of just abandoned the idea of trying to force their way through <laughs> more, <laughs> more <laughs> awkward wording and stuff like that. So... Uh, But yeah, so today I have already put out an episode the previous episode was just me rambling on about my initial reaction to it And this is the more formalized review which with no spoilers just kind of knowing what to expect so uh, Whichever one you chose to do or if you chose both. I hope you enjoyed it. So without further ado. Let's get started One of the biggest and best signs that things were returning to a semblance of normalcy was the return of a big budget release to theaters. There's been a handful of big-ish movies hitting theaters, like Nobody and A Quiet Place Part II, but for the most part studios have been okay with digital-only release or early access. But an international hit franchise like the Fast and Furious movies hitting theaters again and doing pretty well is a big deal, especially since this reunion with the Fast family is a year overdue. So did they capture the same silly magic again? Years after their latest adventure, Dominic Toretto, his son, and Letty are enjoying a quiet, secluded life in the country. All of which is upended when they're sent on an urgent mission from their former handler, Mr. Nobody, about a spy cell that freed their previous foe, Cypher. But when Dom and company investigate, they discover Dom's lost brother, long-lost brother Jacob is working for the bad guys. So, let's get something out of the way. If you weren't a fan of the franchise before, this movie isn't going to change your mind. It's just as ridiculous and over the top as every other entry in this franchise since Fast Five, and definitely more so. The plot is another save the world scenario that somehow allows our characters to take it on with cars, and we've got another family based storyline with a character that has never been alluded to before. It's a car stunt driven soap opera, and I fucking loved it. Here's what stands out. First off, the movies are in on the joke now. One of the things that's fun about Justin Lin being back is that the movies both fully embrace the -the over-the-top, multi-tiered Cars plus Fist Fight action scenes that fans are here for, and also a knowing tone about how ridiculous it all is. The majority of this is conveyed through Tyrese's character, Roman, who keeps pointing out just how crazy their missions have been, how it's a miracle that they're still alive, and how what they've done sounds so insane, right before they do something even crazier. It cuts through the self-seriousness that's present in a lot of other blockbuster franchises and it's a nice wink to the audience that we know what we're here here for and we're going for it. This perspective also applies to the action, which features physics-defying action bits especially with vehicles. And also, Justin Lin is made for these action scenes. Justin Lin is one of the best in the business at layering his action scenes. What I mean by that is that he rarely, if ever, has one thing happening in a single action scene. Action scenes with a singular focus are fun, for instance a car chase or a one-on-one bout, but it's hard to sustain that for 10 minutes without a lot of changing dynamics and goals. What Lin does is use the fast movie's large cast to his advantage. A single chase scene isn't just Dom try to track down his brother. It's also Roman and Tedge fighting in a giant truck, Ramsey flicking off pursuers of said truck that has a superpowered magnet. While Dom tracks his brother and fights with him, Lynn isn't also afraid for the l- less physics and isn't a way afraid to let physics and logic get in the way of sheer fun. Does it make any sense for Dom to be as strong as the Hulk or these magnets they pick up to be so strong? Absolutely not. This is it still awesome to see Dom using Mortal Kombat-style finishing moves and watch the gang flip cars with giant magnets? Absolutely. And finally, this silly, silly sincerity works for some reason. As I indicated earlier, I'm very aware that the plot of this is a bunch of retconned absurdity, absurdity that was thrown together for a plausible throughline, and specifically so Jordana Brewster could be involved without involving Paul Walker's Brian, since he's still alive in the films. That said, it still has moments where it really works. For instance, the reunion with Han. Han being alive is akin to a comic book character being revived after being killed off. It makes no sense and requires this entirely rewritten backstory to work, but seeing Tej, Roman, and Dom all nearly tear up when they see him again? Why does this work on me so well? It's so sincere and tender to see these muscly car fighters hug each other so hard. I love it. And yeah, seeing this in the theater was awesome. As much as I like being able to see every detail in a fight scene or fast forward and rewind as I please, there was something so awesome and fun about watching this in a theater. This is the kind of movie you go to a theater for, to cheer at every silly payoff and watching these cars explode and take up the screen while they do the impossible. It's a welcome return. So logic be damned, it's good to be back. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time, everybody. Stay safe.